Hi. Are you getting, because um, I don't have my headphones, are you getting like a weird amount of feedback or anything? Um, no. Cool. I don't think so. Cool. How have you been? Um, I'm okay. I started working out again. Okay. I started a seven-day ab challenge yesterday. Mm. And I am sore. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How are you? Well, um, how am I? I'm fine. Um, <laughs> I had a long weekend this weekend, which was lovely. Um, I just slept in and stayed in my bed all day. It was excellent. Yeah, that's ideal. Any chance that I get to not have to go anywhere or do anything is a win, in my opinion. Especially during a pandemic. (laughs) Especially during a pandemic. Um, I have had a difficult time being able to get vaccinated, though. I know that there's a lot of feelings. uh, A lot of people feel a lot of different ways about getting vaccinated. Personally, I'm... I would like to be vaccinated. I'm very excited to get vaccinated. Yeah. So, like, are you scheduled for the... You haven't had the first one, have you? I haven't had the first one, and I can't get scheduled because everybody is out. Oh, no. I sat today. I had a lot of downtime at work today. I checked both of the hospital systems in Grand Rapids. Um, There were no available appointments. I tried the Kent County Health Department and nothing. I tried the health department where my mom and dad live and they were like well we can put you on a wait list fill out this thing on the internet and I went to their website where they told me to go and the only people that they're fucking wait listing are people that are 65 and over yeah Um, that's how it is in Lansing right now I also tried the Ingham County Health Department yeah I figured (laughs) and they were like no good luck yeah meanwhile all of the administrative staff in Ann Arbor have already been vaccinated And I was talking to one of our development people today and she was like, my mom's 93 and her vax or like her first appointment is on Thursday to go get vaccinated, but I can't get vaccinated because there's just none left. And I was like, with all due respect, Janet, like, uh, you work in administration and I deal with patients all day. Yeah. And she's like, no, I 100% agree with you. You should absolutely get vaccinated before I do. She was like, whoa, whoa, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I was like, just so we're on the same page here, I deal with patients and they bring their fucking snot-nosed kids in. So, um, I, <laughs> not to be rude or anything, but I think I need a vaccine before you do. Intro this. I'm Brittany. I'm Raina. And wear your fucking mask. It goes over your fucking nose. I'm so tired. This is most of this I'm so tired of this pandemic. Wear your fucking mask over your nose. It's not difficult. It's not. Or stay home. Stay Just home. Just don't leave. Quit bothering well, to, people. First of all, stay home. Period. More, yes. Period. Full stop. But, oh, God. This is cheese mosas and chainsaws. <laughs> and I'm tired. <laughs> what I'm are drinking we drinking? Coffee at six thirty. We're talking about Dracula today, though. Yes. Dracula. This is your pick. I had never seen this movie, which, which is really pretty, surprises me. Pretty on track for like movies that you've picked, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know why. Um, I don't know. Okay. I don't think I know 
much about Dracula lore. I still haven't read the book. It's been on my list. And I have a copy of it. It's been on my list for years. I have never read the book. Um, but I will admit, because it's, you know, I'm, I'm 25 now and I feel like it's okay to admit this finally. Um, I did go through a huge Twilight phase in middle school. So I know a lot about vampires. Yeah, um, how, 24, God, (laughs) 24, um, I also went through a big Twilight phase, I mean, we were right at that age. We sure were, we were that target demographic. So, (laughs) and I always see, I don't know if it's a tweet or a Facebook post, but it's like, we all had, like, this age group had that twilight phase where you were either really into it or you were really against it but either way it defined that That time in your life sure did um but yeah i had a twilight phase i also loved buffy so i know various vampire lore but i don't know much about dracula there is a dracula episode of buffy though and that's a pretty funny one interesting so based on what i know about dracula specific lore um it is based on uh vlad the impaler who was supposed to be some like big conqueror um and as he was ruining and pillaging these these cities these towns um he would impale them he would take his victims and shove them on spikes and they were and meant that's, to that's serve this intro right yes that's what's happening yes okay because um, i the the subtitles they like translated from Romanian or whatever they're speaking yes um, to English, but the problem with me is that I always have subtitles on for everything. Correct. And so part of the time when they would be speaking in Romanian, over that would be my regular subtitles saying Romanian. <laughs> same yes i'm like, I was just... like cool I, I don't know what they're saying <laughs> get the fuck out of my way i need to read but like i wasn't gonna turn it off because i knew that eventually they would be speaking in english and that i would want subtitles on yes but i was uh, okay so that's what's happening in this beginning yes that's okay. the that's the gist cool i didn't know that and now you do this movie came out in 1992 a better time for me Personally. Same, because neither of us were born yet. <laughs> um, do you want to guess the budget? I do want to guess the budget, but I also would like it to be known. I swear, I thought this movie came out in like 99 or 2000. Um, Why? I don't know. There, there, there was just something in my brain that was like, no, this came out in 1999. And then I pulled the movie up and it was like 1992. And I was like, oh, oh really interesting. <laughs> Oh, would you look at that? Um, I think the budget for this was probably pretty high because this had a lot of famous people in it. Um, Plus, um, it's directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, something maybe to keep in mind. Yes. I think that this movie's budget was $55 million. No, that's you? too low. No, don't no. don't record that. Don't put that on there. No, I'm I retract that. That's fine. I <laughs> if rescind... I'm not cutting the our bad intro of us talking for ten minutes, I'm not cutting that. I rescind my previous guess. Um, I would like to guess a hundred and fifty million dollars. Um, no. Is that still too low? 
you're way too high. Oh God. Okay. What is it? The budget is forty million. Okay. <laughs> so when you cut me off earlier, I was gonna say, "Oh, you're pretty close." <laughs> now, I what thought do you, you were gonna made? tell me that that was too low. No. Okay, so the budget was forty million dollars. Yes. Did this movie make its money back? And then some. And then some. And then some. Okay, so then I'm gonna go ahead and guess that this movie made one hundred and fifty million dollars. You are too low. Damn. Is it two hundred million? Uh, you're pretty close. Uh, it's made $215.8 million. Damn. Which is a lot of money. That's a shit ton of money. It's a ridiculous amount of money. I can't even comprehend. You know, every more. time that we do budgets and, like, how much did the movie make, every single time we're both like, damn, that's so much money. I'd be happy if someone gave me a crisp $20 bill right now. And yet, no one Venmos me. <laughs> and yet... <laughs> I have received no Venmo, no cash app, no checks in the mail, nothing. <laughs> no $20 bills left in my mailbox. Just random 20s in your mailbox? <laughs> Bro, how tight would that be? That'd be really funny, but also, I, I never get the mail because I forget. Unless I'm waiting for something. I'm really bad about the mail. I respect that. Um. Alright, so this was directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Good for him. Um... Starring Gary Oldman, yeah, Ryder, yes. Anthony Hopkins, and, and Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Reeves. Uh, this was nominated for four Academy Awards. Wow! And it won three. It won for Best Costume Design, Best Sound Editing, and Best Makeup. And it lost for Best Art Direction. That sucks. This was a very well put together movie. I think it deserved those. I don't know yeah, who it which, was running against, which isn't but... surprising coming from Francis Ford Coppola. Um, so apparently Winona Ryder initially brought the script to the attention of Francis Ford Coppola because apparently they were going to meet for like lunch or something. Like you do. As one does. Um, because she thought that he didn't like her because apparently she was supposed to be in The Godfather and then she had to back out. No. Apparently she was supposed to be in part three and then she had to back out but she did it like really late in production. I Though so she met with him to be like, um, you don't hate me, right? I Please don't that. hate me. When did I'm gonna look this up. I want to know when Godfather part three came out because it seems to me that Winona Ryder's not even old enough to have been in the Godfather part three. I don't know anything about the Godfather. I would say that I am familiar-ish with The Godfather. It's one of my mom's favorite movies. I really like it. I've never seen them. I grew up watching it. That was something we did every year. Um, That's adorable. I got her a box set one year for Christmas because I was like, here, Mom, now you don't have to wait for it to come on TV. See, I have thought about doing that with my mom because she loves Buffy and she likes there's a couple other shows that she loves but like I know she likes watching them on TV oh she does that with like movies where she'll be like well it's more fun when it comes on TV because then it's like oh you just happened upon it and I'm like well just you have this on DVD just put it in <laughs> then <laughs> um so the Godfather part three was released on Christmas Day 1990 so that does check out but for context 
part two came out December 20th, 1974. Oh my God. So you see why there was some <laughs> confusion there. The first two came out in like in the seventies. Wow. Yeah. She definitely couldn't have been in those. Yeah. That's why She's not that old. <laughs> I didn't realize that this didn't come out until 1990. I thought that there was just some really good makeup work. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, so yeah, she also didn't even think that he was going to read the script because uh, she thought that he was just way too wrapped up in Godfather Part 3. The Godfather. Which makes sense. Um, she said, as I was leaving, I said, if you have a chance, read this script. He glanced down at it politely, but when he saw the word Dracula, his eyes lit up. Well, this does seem like this is right up Francis Ford Coppola's alley. Like, he's kind of a spooky guy. About Francis Ford Coppola. So, other movies. I know that his daughter directed The Virgin Suicides. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. And I love that book. I can never seem to remember the movie very clearly. So, it's been on my rewatching list for a while, but I love that book. I read it once a year. I I really liked The Virgin Suicides. I I think the movie is very very good. Have you read the book? No. Um so the book, I don't know if they talk about it in the movie at all, but it like takes place in like Gross Point. What? Yeah, and so like they talk about like different places in Gross Point, which is why I'm like obsessed <gasps> with it. It's cuz I'm like that's wild. exactly what this would be. Oh like. my god. I was like I could 100% picture this happening. And it's so easy to picture it in my head when I read it. That's fucking crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I would definitely recommend that book. Okay. I might. I mean, I don't read a lot of books because I'm lazy. Um, Fair enough. Um, But I really fuck with that. That's really rad. Yeah. No, Francis Ford Coppola, I feel like, directs a lot of spooky shit. Like, he directed Jeepers Creepers 2. He did... um, Apocalypse I've never seen now. That. I've never seen that. Um, <laughs> he's done a lot of stuff that's not spooky, but a lot of, I don't know, I always associate him with spooky shit. Maybe I'll look into him. He also directed The Outsiders. Yes, I love that movie. I, I know you book. do. I know you do. I know that a lot of people don't because they associate it with like having to read it in school. Seventh grade English class. I didn't have to read it. I chose to read it. I had to read it in seventh grade English class, and I didn't like it then. Um, But I respect that other people do like it. It's just not for me. Yeah, that's fair enough. I really thought that you were going to make a reference. Um, Essie Hinton has another book. It was called That Was Then, This Is Now. (laughs) (gasps) Oh, that would have been perfect. See, if I had been a really good reference. (laughs) Damn. You're so funny. Thanks. Um, so Winona Ryder also said that, quote, what attracted me to the script is the fact that it's a very emotional love story, which is not really what you think of when you think about Dracula. Mina, like many women in the late 1800s, has a lot of repressed sexuality. Everything about women in that era, the way those corsets forced them to move, was indicative of repression. To express passion was freakish. Which I really like that, like, she... She went that way with it. ...was able to connect, like, that much, you know? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Truly big brain thinking. I mean, it is. I... 
I think that she's right, though. As I was, I mean, I've seen this before. Um, I I do agree. I think that that's what this movie is about. I think that it's all a metaphor for sexuality, and this is Mina doing her best to break Conform. out of that repression. Yes, yeah. yes, to have a fucking life. Like when she and Lucy are sitting in in Lucy's parlor as she's typing on the typewriter and I can't believe Jonathan made you learn that ghastly machine. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? They're sitting there talking. Yeah, I know what you're talking and, about. And she, she's like, so does he, does Jonathan measure up? And Lucy, or um, Mina's like, we've only kissed. I'm like, bro, holy fuck. Like, are you okay? Can you hear the guys in the background? Yes, I can. They're in the basement, and they think that I can't hear them. <laughs> Give them a couple of little stomp stomps. No, I think it's funny. Um, stomp a couple times and bite the fuck down! <laughs> um, also, Coppola brought in an acting coach to coach uh, Frost. I forgot to look up her first name, who plays Lucy, and went mm. out a writer for their erotic scenes. Because he felt uncomfortable discussing sexuality with the young actresses. I really respect that. I also you respect that. Because he's like, I don't want like, to be creepy um, to you. I don't know how to speak to you about this. Goodbye. I don't know how to speak to you about this. I want, I, I, <laughs> I want this to be done well. And here's how I would like it to be done. But I recognize that I am probably not the person to have this conversation with. Um, it also says that he did ask Gary Oldman to speak seductively off camera to Frost while they were filming a scene in which she writhes alone in her bed in ecstasy. Ooh. Uh, she later classified the things that Gary Oldman said to her as very unrepeatable. Ooh! Scandalous. I love that. I want to know what Gary Oldman said to her. Also, um... This is Winona Ryder found the intensity of Oldman's acting style too much at times. Co- Francis Ford Coppola said they got along and then one day they didn't. Absolutely didn't get along. None of us were privy to what had happened. I'm sorry. Say that again. Gary Oldman and who didn't get along? Lucy after a while? Winona Ryder. Oh. Oh, I want to know what happened. Um, she has referred to the quote-unquote trauma of the experience and said that she felt there was a danger while working with Oldman. Fuck! However, she has since referred to her friction with Oldman as teen drama, stating that he was going through a divorce, and I think I can say this because he's been pretty open about it, but he's been sober for a long time now, and he's raised three kids. He's a good friend of mine now. So maybe it was just a bad time in his life because I know that he's had one of his ex-wives because he's had like four or five whoa what was that sorry I I scooched my phone along my laptop (laughs) a really weird noise sorry Uh, notebook that's the word for this (laughs) um but I know that one of his ex-wives has um said some I don't know how to even wear this that he's had some allegations but it seems like his kids that he has with that wife or that mm-hmm. ex-wife has have said 
publicly that like none of that happened so i don't really know because obviously my first instinct is to believe the potential victim correct but the kids who were also in that situation have said that it didn't happen so i don't really know was this like like sexual assault allegations or abuse allegations okay oh okay that's not better but it's better do you know what i mean i don't know (laughs) i think there's a lot to unpack there um it's still bad but it could be worse yeah i briefly looked into it because i knew that um he had had some allegations but i didn't know too much about it so i looked into it a little bit and yeah it seems like it's not true so i don't really know (laughs) you know during their divorce in two this is from the wikipedia um gary oldman's wikipedia during their divorce in 2001 donya fiorentino yeah that lady (laughs) um accused oldman of domestic assault in front of their children gulliver and charlie something he maintains never took place. Authorities investigated the allegation but pursued no arrest or charges against Oldman, who was cleared of wrongdoing and awarded sole legal and physical child custody. Fiorentino, meanwhile, was granted limited state-supervised contact dependent on her passing sobriety tests. The court ruled that monitors be advised of her history, including but not limited to drug abuse and disparaging comments about Oldman. Fiorentino was also prohibited from speaking with the media. She filed for custody in 2003, bringing additional allegations of child abuse against Oldman. Um, Speaking on Oldman's behalf, his manager, Douglas Urbanski, denied the accusations, questioned the lack of police or medical reports in relation to the children's supposed injuries, and asserted that witnesses would testify to having seen an unblemished Fiorentino apply makeup to resemble bruising at the time of the alleged domestic assault. Yeah. The judge recounted Fiorentino's overdosing in front of her then seven-year-old daughter, Felix, um, and deduced that she remained absent psychologically with a lot to learn. The case was dismissed and Fiorentino's access to Gulliver and Charlie reduced. Um, She had to be restrained as the decision was read in court. She resurrected the assault claim, blah, 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 in 2018. Let's see. Oldman stressed that he had been cleared of the allegation. Oh, my God. He accused Fiorentino of abusing Me Too in pursuit of convenient cover to further a personal vendetta. Yeah, because I remember it coming up again a couple years ago. Oh, my God. This is uh, this just goes to show you, man. Divorces can get really fucking ugly. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But also, as far as I know, and this isn't to say that it I'm not taking a position on it because I don't know. And I haven't I wasn't done enough there. research. I wasn't there. Right. Um, <laughs> but for a guy that has several ex-wives, she seems to be the only one that... Is bringing that up. Is bringing anything up. Which isn't to say that it did or didn't happen. Because again, I don't know. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's fun. Coppola told art designers and I wrote this quote down because I loved it he said give me something that either comes from research or that comes from your own nightmares Ooh. Um, 
He was also insistent that he didn't want to use any kind of contemporary special effects, such as like any CGI stuff, and wanted to use quote-unquote antiquated effects. Um, but he initially hired a standard visual effects team, but they all basically said, why would we do that when we could just use modern technology? Right. He disagreed and fired them. <laughs> Shit. And replaced them with his son, Roman Coppola. Which seems a bit... What is the word? Nepotism. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like nepotism. But also, I mean, your son's going to do what Ford you want to do. do whatever right? the fuck you want. Yeah. Um, as a result, all of the visual effects were achieved without the use of optical or computer-generated effects, but were con- created using on-set and in-camera methods. That's wild. Um, so, they used, like... Um, Sorry, trying to scan yeah, this. This is fed. stuff that I screenshotted because I was like, I'm not going to write this shit down. Um, the, um, any sequences that would have typically required the use of compositing were instead achieved by either rear projection with actors placed in front of a screen with an image projected behind them or through multiple exposure by shooting a background slate and then rewinding the film and shooting the foreground slate on the same piece of film. Which Oof. I thought was pretty cool. That's wild. Um, let's see. Christian Slater was offered the role of Jonathan Harker, but turned it down. Can you imagine if this had been Christian Slater instead of Keanu Reeves? I do love Christian Slater. I love Christian Slater, <laughs> but man, holy fuck, is that Keanu Reeves? Um, well... You'll be disappointed to know that people really hated Keanu Reeves. Like, critics hated him. <sighs> critics can eat my butt. I love Keanu Reeves. He can do no wrong in my eyes. Unless um, he, like, actually does something wrong. And then we can talk about it. No, he seems like he's a really good guy. He seems like a pretty upstanding dude. Um, let's see. Reeves was described as having been out of his depth and frequently blasted off the screen by Gary Oldman. Well, how do you even? How do you even? I mean, it's Gary uh, fucking Oldman. Someone said, you can visibly see Keanu attempting not to end every one of his lines with dude. The result, a performance <laughs> a performance that looks like the young actor's perpetually constipated. Painful for all parties. Someone else said, it's one thing to cast Keanu Reeves as an esteemed British lawyer, but it's quite another to ask him to act along Gary Oldman and Anthony Hopkins. The two Oscar nominees ran circles around the poor Canuck, exposing his lack of range, shoddy accent, and abysmal instincts for all to see. That was a pretty bad accent, actually. Um, This has a 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow! And Roger Ebert gave it three out of four stars. And I wrote this quote down because I also liked it. Uh, He said, I enjoyed the movie simply for the way it looked and felt. Yes. And those are all my previewing notes. Are you there? Yes. Okay. I, <laughs> I was like, just silence. Um, I, no, I agree. I think that there's not, other than the cast, I, I can't really say that there was anything that I found exceptional about this movie. Um, sometimes it's enough. I like that Roger Ebert said that 
Yes, because it's sometimes a movie is just you can just appreciate it. You can just you appreciate don't have it to feel very strongly about it. You no. know, I walked away from this movie feeling good because this this was an okay movie. This was all right. Um, I'm glad I watched it because <laughs> now I can say I've watched it. Um. Do you, we kind of chatted about this already. Um, I would like to discuss this with you. What do you, I want to talk about how sexual this movie was. It's real sexual. It's real sexual. (laughs) This is probably, out of the movies that we've watched, it's probably the most boobs that we've seen in a movie. Yeah, there's a lot of naked boobs. There's girls kissing. Yeah, which isn't to say that like I, I'm not saying that. Like I think that's breasts are not inherently or, sexual. Yes. Yeah, it's not inherently sexual, but it also doesn't diminish or increase the quality of a movie for me. Like I'm not saying. I'm just saying that that's something that I noticed while watching this. I think, <coughs> in my opinion, the more naked boobs I get to see in a movie, the better. That's just personal <laughs> preference. I'm just always interested in terms of ratings. <coughs> From... Do you think that that has an impact? No, not like a Rotten Tomato score, like a MPAA. I forgot to look at what this was rated. I'm sure R. it's rated R. It's R. Um, but it's just always interesting to me because just because you and I can agree that like boobs aren't inherently sexual, they're That's not. not what the MPAA thinks. <laughs> yeah, it's a hundred percent the context they're put in and what's happening. Yes, but you know that everyone hates not hates that's no (laughs) everyone the the general public seems to think that women's boobs are inherently sexual correct that's how i wanted to work that (laughs) everybody thinks that boobs are bad (laughs) except us um yeah the crazy amount of sex that one scene with keanu reeves and the Brides? Is that what they're called? Yes, the Brides of Dracula. So I, um, I don't know if I was writing something down, if I was looking at my phone or what. I, but I briefly zoned out and then I zoned back in. Keanu Reeves was laying on a bed, and then a lady is popping up from the sheets. Pop, yeah, she's like confused. licking his nipples and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> there was so much licking. There was a lot of licking. There's so many boobs and there's so much licking. That's the title. That's the title. (laughs) (laughs) Dracula. There are so many boobs and there's so much licking. It's, and like, that's fine. Like, that's what you're into. And obviously they're vampires. So like. So it makes sense. I get it. It tracks. But my, get the close ups of them licking like every part of him. I just didn't. I always forget that there's like literal human beings that are there licking Keanu Reeves' nipples. Well, and I wonder, you know, if that really was Keanu Reeves or I'll if it bet was a you it was. I will bet you that it was. And I'm not making a bet. <laughs> I was well, I'm not gonna make a bet either. But I was thinking about this while we were while I was watching this. I was like, you know, one, I'll bet you that was Keanu Reeves and not like a like a body double or whatever. But also, I will bet you that they, I never remember what the actual word is, um, 
Okay. But you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, as soon as I say it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, it's that thing. Um, when actors that have penises do sexual scenes, often they have this thing that they wear they have, that like, like, straps sock. their boner down. Yes, yeah. it like straps their boner down. And yeah. I was like, I'll bet you Keanu Reeves had to wear a boner strap down thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> probably. Probably. Because it's also probably just the legal thing. <laughs> Can you imagine filming a movie and being like, no, I don't <laughs> need a boner strapper. It'll be fine. And then the next thing you know, you're getting your nipples licked by these fucking randos. And you're filming this movie by Francis Ford Coppola. And you just <laughs> pop a fucking boner in the middle of filming. Francis Ford Coppola yells, stop the film. Stop, stop. Everybody stop. Walks out and yells, Keanu, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Are you fucking kidding me right now? I We're making a multi-million say... dollar movie. And you're getting boners on my set. You I just want to say that this is all speculative. And that <laughs> we are not saying. Keanu Reeves did this. This is all speculative, but also, like, can you imagine how funny that would no. be? No. I think it'd be hysterical. I would pay money to I be a fly on the wall. Waiting to happen. To watch this. Tell me more on why you think it's a lawsuit. Why are boners lawsuits? Um, if you've got other people acting in the scene with you. And that happens. I, like, it, there was a lady, there were multiple ladies on top of him. Like, I'd be freaked out. Boners just happen. But still, I, like, you're I, filming a movie and it's not a porno. Like, there's a level of professionalism that I think I should be happening. I see what you're saying. And that's, mm, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. <laughs> but also, how fucking funny would that be? Yes, it would be funny. <laughs> As a compromise, I think it would be funny, but I agree with you. <laughs> um, but also, like, like Lucy laying in bed having her weird solo sex scene, where yeah, apparently Gary Oldman was whispering unmentionables. Yeah, I, weird. I'm never going to be able to watch this movie the same way again, knowing. That Gary Oldman was somewhere in this woman's ear, whispering <laughs> things to her that were unrepeatable. I will say, like, allegations aside, I don't know that I like Gary Oldman. Really? I think he weirds me out. I'm I'm into Gary Oldman. I think when I he was not. younger, I thought he I think he's very attractive when he was younger. Um now that like he's at this age or like younger? This... I think he would have been like. I looked it up because I looked up the age difference between them. I think he he was in his like late thirties. I think, at this time, that sounds correct because he's sixty two now. Yeah. So he would have been in his thirties at the time. Yeah, I looked up because I looked up. I wanted to see how old Winona Ryder was at the time. She was probably like what twenty. Yeah, 19 or 20. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, it weirds me out, but also, She was like... just a little baby. Yeah. Also, there's a scene, and it's where they first, like, see each other in the streets mm-hmm. of London. London. Um, her waist is so fucking small. And I know that, like, she's a really skinny person. Yes. But, like... Damn. <laughs> her waist is so tiny. She... And I know that she has a corset on. But also, but, like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like, I could put a corset on and my waist would not be that tiny. Same here. <coughs> I have always found Winona Ryder attractive. and Oh, yeah. My, my third note is, I do love Winona Ryder. <laughs> I think she's a great actress and I think that she's super hot. Yeah, um, she is. I've she's very her... like classically pretty yes and like when she's... she's when she and not saying she's not pretty now um but like in her earlier stuff like yes. around this time like she lo- just looks like her skin is so like perfect it's perfect. porcelain yes she looks like a doll oh she was really i mean she's still a phenomenal actress and she's still absolutely gorgeous but oh this yeah, was, I watch Stranger Things. <laughs> but this was really, this was her prime. It was like, it was around like this and like Edward Scissorhands. And uh, Beetle, she was great in Beetlejuice. She was good in Mermaids with Cher and Bob oh Hoskins. God. I forgot that, about Mermaids. Mermaids is one of my favorite movies in the whole world. That's not and shocking. I, <laughs> based off what out. I know about you. Based off of what I know about you. Who, um, um, who's the little girl in that movie? Christina Ricci. Right. Christina Ricci and Winona Ryder. They work together all the time. And they're both phenomenal. What is Christina Ricci up to? I couldn't tell you. Probably some bad bitch stuff. Yeah, she seems like she'd be really cool. (laughs) She, God, I want to be friends with Christina Ricci. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, no. Anyway, Winona Ryder is gorgeous. But also seeing her in the streets of London dressed like that, I was like, holy fucking shit. Because it just, it fits her. It's so perfect. She's one of those women, one of those people who can just like, she's beautiful no matter what time period piece you put her in. Do you know what I mean? Like, she looked good when she was in Mermaids and that was set in the 60s. She looked good in this and this was set in the late 1800s. She looked good in Edward Scissorhands, and that was that was confusing, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, she's always gorgeous. She always. She perfect. also, um, like, to go along with like the time period thing. She's also one of those people that looks good in like different hair colors. Yes, because like Edward Scissorhands, she's blonde. I always um, forget that she's a blonde in that movie. What always throws me off is she's in Mister Deeds. The Adam Sandler movie. What the fuck? So there's an Adam Sandler movie that she's in. And I always forget it's her because it doesn't look like classic Winona Ryder. I'm going to yeah. look up a picture of her real quick. I can't wait for this. Um, and it always, always throws me off. But like, she also has like multiple hair colors in this. Um, But yeah, she just like does everything so well like I don't think I've seen her in something and I'm like oh that was she was okay I guess she was okay I guess no she's always stunning yeah I think she's like not underrated but um I think she's just such a good actress and she's such a chameleon the top left photo if Uh I hadn't known that that was Winona Ryder straight up I would have thought that that was Natalie Portman yeah. So, like, any time I watch that movie, because um, my mom likes it, um, Adam Sandler, like, comes into a bunch of money, and she's, like, a reporter or something, okay. and she's trying to get him to, like, fuck up. This is based off of my loose, loose memory of a movie I haven't seen in over a decade. 
Okay. I just want to say. <laughs> You're like, honestly, I don't really know what I'm talking about right now, but follow me. Um, but yeah, she like tries, then she's pretending to be this woman to get him to like fall in love with her. But my point is that like, I never, never connect that with her because her hair is different and she acts so different than anything I've ever seen her in. That I'm always like, oh yeah, that's Winona Ryder. She's so beautiful. She really is. Um, that same scene where they meet in the streets of London. Every time we watch this, Caleb and I have seen this probably three or four times in the past year. Really? Um, yeah. And you didn't remember that her and Lucy kissed. In the I night. didn't remember. I'm always just so like, I think the tension just gets to be too much for me. So I'll turn and talk to Caleb and be like, oh my God, I just really want them to kiss. And um, then you somehow miss it. And then I miss them kissing. Um, every time we watch this, we talk about how it's not like she stands out like a sore thumb. And I get that that's the point. That is the point. That's the point. But also, like, that's Francis Ford Coppola. That's not right. She wouldn't have been dressed in, in like that. That's not right. I think, and, um, like, obviously, I know that the point is that she's all that we, the audience, can see. I think that the point is that she's all that Dracula sees. Dracula. That every, everything else is muted compared to god you're so fucking smart reina (laughs) here i'm over here and i'm like this is stupid and i'm mad and you're like actually that checks out britney and that's just my theory that i literally just thought of (laughs) you're like that's a pretty normal thing for directors to do (laughs) in our uh pre-recording chat we talked about you mentioned that about how she's like so bright and she's in green not and you said that and I remember thinking well but like isn't that the point <laughs> and I didn't say it then because I was like well no she has you have a point like it doesn't make sense that's not how anything is one of the scenes that I thought was just odd <laughs> okay just just odd is right in the beginning <laughs> As Gary Oldman finds out that his original Winona Ryder um, has died, Elisabetta has died, um, she has flung herself into the river at the news of his death, and clearly he's not dead. Yes. And he slams his sword into the giant stone cross into the in the stone. church. Which I'm like, first of all, what? That's not how that would work, right? But what happened. And I was like, wait. <laughs> but on top of that, the cross starts bleeding. Everything's bleeding. Everything is bleeding. There's a shocking amount of blood in this movie. And like Which, I should have known. I'm into it's it. A vampire movie. But like I was not expecting this level of carnage. I was <laughs> You're like, this is kind of gory. And I'm not like mad about it, because you know I like gore. You do. But I was like, every other scene was just blood. <laughs> Everywhere. It was like that fucking elevator scene in The Shining all the time. <laughs> but yeah, everything in where a church, everything. We're in, in a, a church. 
like the statues are bleeding their the eyes are bleeding. bleeding yes which is so it's so overused it's but one of I my love favorite it. visuals yeah i think, I think it's, it's so spooky uh same it's so eerie i love it <laughs> the note that i took for this scene because i'm just on top of all of the things about this that don't make sense my note that i wrote that i wanted to save for you okay seems reasonable and not at all a biohazard to drink random blood out of the cross oh my god that's what you were talking about when you said biohazard there's a lot of biohazards i mean i mean yeah it's the 1800s the 1800s blah 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 we didn't know any better when they're gonna go do a blood transfusion for lucy they're like he needs she needs your blood man i'm like you don't even know their blood types doc like you're gonna make one of them you're gonna make somebody sick but also that's not as someone who draws blood for a living i am not able to suspend my disbelief (laughs) that's not how blood draws work that's not that's not gonna work it's the 1800s i don't know shit (laughs) it's not gonna work you go in a time machine go back to the 1800s hey what blood type are you what you're a witch there Um, are not different types of blood um i'm a red blood type thank you very much i bleed red don't you um no they (laughs) yeah my no for the scene where everything's bleeding i just wrote whoa this is intense (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) I this was just so it was so sexual it was so sexual I also want to say so at several points during this movie like it zooms out and like that's the sky and Dracula's watching because he's the big puppet but he's a puppeteer he's controlling everyone puppet master puppeteer um but it really just made me think of fucking Gatsby and the eyes of Dr. T.J. Eckelberg watching over us all. <laughs> so I'm here to tell you, I've never actually read The Great Gatsby. I read, I read eight pages when I was in high school and decided I didn't like it. So I just spark noted the rest of the book. I'm so and sad. it's worth noting that Francis Ford Coppola directed the original version of The Great Gatsby. I don't care about that version. I like the Baz Luhrmann version where it's pretty. <laughs> With Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. I have not Spider-Man. seen Man. <laughs> I yeah, I haven't I won't do that. They um, made us You should really watch it. I think that it's <sighs> it's another one that's even if you don't like the story, I think that the visuals, it's just so fun to watch and the soundtrack is so good. The music to this was not bad either. Yeah, it was super dramatic and I loved it. I think it fit. There's some definite um the little little this music started playing and I was like, that's from American Horror Story. Like American Horror Story took this music from you. I mean, they probably went through the proper channels just based off of, you know, legalities and stuff. Right, 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 right. But I was like as it was playing, I was like, Oh, no, that's from American Horror Story. That's really funny. I didn't put that together because i can't picture the scene that i'm talking about in this movie but i can picture exactly what scene i'm talking about in american horror story is it like what scene in american horror story it's when um 
Like what season? Season one, Mrs. Montgomery, played by Lily Rabe. Um, oh, you know she's my favorite. Oh, God, she's I so love pretty. Lily Rabe. She's gorgeous. She's perfect. She and oh my god, I want to see a movie where her and Winona Ryder are in it together. <laughs> I would watch it just to look at them. Um, it's it's when they she stumbles upon Charles Montgomery putting their dead baby back together with animal mm. parts. Yeah, I can picture it. I mean, yeah, to be fair, music. this music would really fit in that scene. It sure would, and it did. <laughs> it was great. Um, trying to... I wrote... Um, it's the scene where Keanu Reeves is like, first visiting mm-hmm. Dracula, and the camera's up really high, so we're watching them just walk. The two of them just walk from one end to the other end of the room, and Dracula's got that ridiculously long cape on. My note is me cool. walking around the house with a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, and it's a mood. Um, After wrote, watching this movie, I told Caleb that I wanted him to make me a cloak. I have a cloak. I want a cloak. I want, like, a well, long I guess it's not like cloak. a cloak. I have... Well, because okay. I was um, Raven for Halloween, not Excellent. this past year, but the year before when we could actually do things. Yes. Yeah, because we went to Peanut Barrel because it was a Thursday, so it was trivia night. Yes. Um, It was really funny because we showed up late because none of us had our shit together. We showed up late, and so we weren't going to play. We were just going to drink. And then the guy was like, oh, no, you can still join in. And then we ended up winning. Excellent. <laughs> Well done. Um, I wrote multiple times. I don't really understand Renfield. Renfeld, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, is that the? He's like the, the weird prisoner who's just like guy. Star. Yeah. So, he was the original. So let's let's back up a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> before Jonathan Harker, before Keanu Reeves went to visit Gary Oldman in Transylvania, Romania, wherever the fuck. Um. This dude was Jonathan Harker. Like, he went over there to, oh, like, help okay. sell these houses to Dracula um, in London. And Dracula ended up, like, conning him into this plan. All of this was a setup um, so he could get to Mina. Okay, gotcha. This guy okay. let Dracula know about Mina, I guess. Um, okay. Now, did and... they show that? Did I just miss that? No, okay. no, no. You did not miss that. Okay. Because um, I wouldn't like, have been surprised if I it, missed it. It's like kind of sort of mentioned um, in the very beginning when Keanu Reeves is given the job. Hey, we want you to go talk to this Count Dracula guy and sell him this property. Um, they the Their employer starts talking about how, oh, how unfortunate that Renfield has lost his mind, the greedy chap. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I wasn't fully paying attention. Yep, that's fine. To that I part, that. I was like, "Can we just get to it? <laughs> Can we just tell me the story?" Um. At one point, I wrote, "Why does he look like the Baba Duke?" Who? Uh, Dracula. It was at one point. I don't know where. Oh, uh, Keanu Reeves was going somewhere, and he's trying to keep Mina. 
like safe or whatever he's in a carriage and he just looks out and he sees dracula standing <laughs> and just the way he's standing he's got that stupid top hat on and it was something to do with like his arms where he just really looked like the babadook to me <laughs> that's really funny um let's see um so it's the scene where the guys are all trying to find him and burn him and he's busy making out with mina (laughs) as one does which i thought was so funny they're like kicking boxes open trying to burn things and i'm like you guys no he's not there (laughs) He's not there. He's um, not there. <laughs> um, but so, like, they're, like, making out. And she's, like, make me one of yours. She's, like, take me away from all this death. And um, he bites her. And then she starts drinking his blood to, like. More licking. More licking. Yeah, more licking. <laughs> um, but then he goes, no, I can't let you do this. And I was, like, she's already drinking your blood what do you mean you already you, you also you already this. bit her bitch yeah that was a sentence for like five minutes ago yes there's no going back now it's too late <laughs> um and then i have two like cool quotes that i really liked and then one last note at the end um so at the end, after he gets, like, stabbed or whatever, and... Like you do. As one does. She just, like, keeps kissing him, but, like, he's yeah. dead. And it's yeah. so gross every time. <laughs> My last note was literally, what a gross kiss. What a gross kiss. Um. So my two last quotes that I wrote down was... One, one of the guys, I don't remember if it's Keanu Reeves or not. At the end, before she goes and she gives him that weird gross kiss, yes, says we've we've all become God's madmen. And then also, weird. At one point, Dracula says to Mina, "I have crossed oceans of time to find you." I thought that that was beautiful. Yes, like that's a wonderful line. <laughs> that's so, and maybe it's because I had such a big, huge, hard Twilight phase. I was like, oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, wow. Like, I just thought that that was so romantic. Um, It made me think of really dumb. I'm looking up the quote right now. There's a quote from Veronica Mars. Which is, like, so dumb. (laughs) But... Veronica Mars is a it was a TV show. It's got Kristen Bell in it, and she's basically like a Nancy Drew type of person. Okay. Um, a detective. Yeah, but like <laughs> she's not supposed to be. I oh. compared it to Nancy Drew was Nancy Drew because she's in high school, like she's young. I don't like that Kristen Bell was playing a high schooler, but continue. Well, this was years ago, so <laughs> it was like two thousand five. Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> this didn't happen last year. <laughs> I was like, bro. <laughs> it happened when she still looked like she could be in high school. Um, but the guy, one of the guys that she dates, who he's my favorite, 
but he says to her and it's after one of the times that they break up he says i thought our story was epic you know you and me spanning years and continents lives ruined and bloodshed epic and i've always jesus christ and this is them this is like their prom or like their anti-prom party so they're like seniors in high school (laughs) Uh, that makes me nervous that feels very different to okay me. but you also got to imagine like it's fake and it's a dramatic reality jesus like his dad literally killed her best friend because they were sleeping together i don't like that yeah it's really fucked up <laughs> and then he tried to kill her and i think he tried to kill him at some point well you know but that's what that made me think of which is super dumb because like Dracula is probably a better piece of fiction than Veronica Mars is. I think that depends on the person. Yeah. <laughs> but so those are all my notes. I don't know if you have anything else to add. My big notes here were just about how fucking sexual this movie was. And I do I do stand by my previous statement. I do think that generally speaking this could be interpreted as a metaphor for female sexual repression during this time yeah i would be interested to see not necessarily like a remake of this one specifically but i'd be interested to see a woman director or a woman writer and their take on this to redo this yes yeah but again not saying that it either needs give me gary oldman and winona Ryder and keanu reeves again no i don't i don't know (laughs) But it would it would certainly be interesting, especially um, after talking about Winona Ryder's take on it. Yes, I think that it would be really cool to see what a woman would do with the story. I agree. Maybe that's our <laughs> cue, Rena. Someone <laughs> give calling? me a bunch of money. That's our calling. Yeah, Someone give me, me a bunch of money to redo give this me forty movie. million dollars. I'll make a Dracula movie. <laughs> Give me $40 million and a crisp $20 bill. (laughs) Just for me. (laughs) Just for me. Are you ready to rate it? I sure am. Okay. I'm going to give this movie four chainsaws. And I know that that's probably a little controversial because this was not super scary. Um, I just think that the Dracula lore itself... And, like, what that has turned into in terms of, like, the cultural phenomenon of of vampires. Like, I think that Dracula itself, like, the story is historic. And I think it's significant. But on top of that, like, I think that this movie itself, in particular, was well done. I think it was a very visually appealing movie. I loved all the blood. It was perfect. <laughs> um there was a lot of boobs. I got to see two girls kiss, uh, which I'm always down <laughs> you for. Didn't. I did. <laughs> Somebody got to see two girls kiss. Apparently, there are two girls kissing in this movie. Um, oh, I love Gary Oldman. Them. I love Winona Ryder. <laughs> I really love Keanu Reeves. Anthony Hopkins is excellent. Yeah, but this he's is never been it. bad in anything. He's not. I was just talking to my mom about this literally before we started recording. I was like, it's the one, you know, with Anthony Hopkins. She's like, oh, he always gives me the creeps. I was like, that's why I love him. That's he has never he's just, been. He's just good in every he's role. He's never been bad in anything. 
No. Never. I've never watched a movie that Anthony Hopkins was in and gone, eh. Like, I'm always impressed. I'm always happy. Um, <laughs> so for that reason, and to follow along with Roger Ebert here, it, it wasn't anything special, but it was good. And I really <laughs> vibed with it. So four chainsaws. I liked this movie for what it looked like and what it felt like. Um, I'm going to go this movie three chainsaws. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that tracks. Um, I think i enjoyed it i don't know that it affected me like either way like i don't have any intense feelings you know what i mean yeah like it was to me it was just a movie yeah it wasn't really really good but it also wasn't like bad obviously it was a well-made film so three chainsaws. I respect that. I do love Winona Ryder. And Ugh. I did love the music. And I agree that like the aesthetic was obviously very well done. It was very well done. And I, I, get, I definitely get why someone would really enjoy this. Three chainsaws. <laughs> three chainsaws. So that was Dracula. It was Dracula, 1992. Yeah, not 1999. So I'm actually, I'm going to send you this picture. Before I clicked on the movie, I had like my title and my heading ready on my notebook. Um, And I wrote Dracula 1999 question mark. Like, (laughs) I think that's right. And then I had to cross it out and write 1992. That's so, oh my God, no. Yeah. (laughs) Literally your first note. I can't yeah. believe this was 92. <laughs> yeah. That was the first thing I wrote. That's really I can't funny. believe this was 92. Um, send us an email. Tell us what you want us to watch next. Um, you know the thing. It's chismosas dot and dot chainsaws at gmail.com. Do the yeah. thing. Email us. <laughs> Please. Do the thing. Although we do have the next two picked out. We sure do. I'm so proud of us I'm so excited we've hit our stride we really have this is (laughs) this is peak chismosas and chainsaws energy it's all downhill from here this is peak we spent 10 minutes talking about birth control (laughs) yeah I said what I said I do women's health care it was just uh an intro to a movie about repressed female sexuality absolutely so we should be planned everything's related it's all we have uh an organized list of what we want to discuss when we talk about movies. Usually. 